Okay, quiet everywhere else, please. No sound on this other than Tina's line, please. Here we go. And action. Well, I've been wearing these same set of clothes for the last four days. Um, when you get home and you're absolutely exhausted, um, you have to sort of get undressed, rinse the shirt and the clothes out. I'm wearing pants, black pants and a and a waistcoaty thing with a with a shirt underneath. And I haven't bothered about the pants or the waistcoat, <laughs> and they just stink. Uh, but I <laughs> rinse the shirt out every night, hang it over the radiators, and hope that it'll be dry by six o'clock the next morning when I have to get back into them for another 18 hours. <laughs> Cut. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Beautiful. Thank you. Thank you for calling Ardmore Studios. If you know your part is extension and have a touchstone phone, you may dial at any time during this message. For Sultan Productions, dial 2. For Ballykiss Angel, dial 4. For World 2000, dial 5. For Ardmore Extra Agency, dial 8. Okay, so you can take your form and bring it up to the table here, up and they'll there. finish off the rest of it for you, and then we'll take you out to makeup. Thank you. Okay. Okay. Good morning. Morning. You don't know your PRSI number, do you? I beg your pardon? You don't know your PRSI number, do you? No. I'm in retirement now. Anyway, so I have it, but I haven't got it available. No problem. Do you have any scars? Pardon me? Do you have any scars? Yeah, I have one. Here on the mic, my neck. Oh, An old scar, very old scar. <laughs> More or less. <laughs> do you wear glasses? Um, do you wear glasses? I do. Uh, only not, uh, just uh, for reading. For reading, okay, that's cool. And you don't have a twin, do you? Twin, no. There's only one like me. Okay. Okay, Shane. I can, but I don't. I haven't got a car. That's excellent. Thank you very much. Okay, we're at Ardmore Studios, and today we are registering 234 people for uh, the Ardmore Extras Agency. And if you want to walk with me, we'll walk into the stage and show you what's happening. So basically, uh, this is stage C, which is the smallest stage, and which is approximately the size of the Savoy Cinema. And basically, we are, we are filming for our computerised database, uh, all these people, uh, they go through a makeup. They go uh, fill out a registration form, and basically after that they get a, a list of do's and don'ts, and then we let them go on their way. 
Okay, basically if you want to come in here, first of all, everyone will go to the stage door, which is kind of heavy because it keeps the sound secure. And they get registered, first of all, checked off our list to see where they're on the list. Okay, and then we give them an application form and sit them down here on the left-hand side on a row of 15 chairs. And the things that they'd be signing, basically on the application form, questions or details like their name, address, phone number... For women, you'd need to know their bust, waist and hips, shoe sizes. Um, we need to know hair colour. We need to know whether they wear glasses, if they look like people or not. Uh, we need to know what their age range is. We need to know what their date of birth is. And then we look for other information like props, skills and wardrobe just to find out, um, basically, if we have a scene where we need uh, a lot of businessmen, for example, we'd, we'd be able to go to our file and see that everyone who's marked that they have a business suit are vice versa, they have police uniforms and so on. So once everyone has filled out these forms, we take them to the desk over here to the left where we have four people uh, checking all their details to make sure that they've given us the right information. So from here we basically take them, once they've filled out their forms, we bring them out to the makeup. so we'll go back outside the stage again and have a look at that. Okay, if you can see the walls of the stage are padded to... Uh, allow for the soundproof um, to keep all the noise, exterior noises out. Okay, and in this porta cabin to the right, we have Karen and Kirsty, who are our makeup girls, and uh, the purpose of the makeup is to make sure they don't have any sheen or any glare when they get in front of the camera. Right. Sit here. Yep, take a seat on that. <coughs> have you done much of this work before? Oh, I have, not lately. <coughs> not lately, no. Okay. How long has it since you've done? <coughs> See now. A good while. <laughs> a good while, that's the way I'll answer you. Yeah. A good while. And what have you done? What has I. Oh, yes, I. You're, Calling us, I bits and pieces over the years. Oscar Wilde sketching Peter Finch, the star. Oh, great! Was that on stage or on in the um, film? Great. In yeah, and um, Cleopatra entering Egypt. I led uh, five hundred men into Egypt from Alexandria. Excellent. As a Roman soldier. Yeah, I was to say, I hope you weren't Cleopatra. <laughs> no, I was a Roman soldier. Elizabeth Taylor, yeah, I was a really? Roman soldier. She was up there, yeah. Plenty of men would like to be in your position, I'd say. And what she she nice to work with? I didn't work. I didn't. I saw her. I yeah. didn't. But I didn't have any dealings with her. With her yeah. hundreds of people, of course, yeah. on that set. Yeah. Hello, Peg. <laughs> There's my better half there, my oh, wife, God, you that, see. Listen, yeah. you have to use that makeup all the time. Suits them, doesn't <laughs> it? It really suits you. And uh, I'll have to look into that. Now, yeah. I'm telling you, better believe it. That's terrific, Desmond. <laughs> <laughs> there you go for compliments. Now. I, I uh, actually, um, I actually played uh, William Penn himself in Pennsylvania, the founder of Pennsylvania, for two months so many years ago during the bicentennial, the American bicentennial, and uh, what else happened recently? Uh, not too recently. I've done, I've done over the years, you know, many bits and pieces in films. Mm-hmm. 
And I never gave up the day job. <laughs> you're right. You're very right. I never gave up so, the day job. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> eh? The precariousness of the film world. Yeah, exactly. Was provocative for me to say, you know, I'll, uh, I'll do both. Yeah. Well, that's the clever way to do it. I won't rush in where angels fear to thread. <laughs> he likes this. I know this is going on the air, you see. <laughs> That's it. That's it. Good You're done. Good to be Don't go away without me now, really. Oh, I'm not going out without yeah, you. you We're going stuff. to Hollywood together. <laughs> Are we going to Hollywood together? I'm getting, I'm getting the name of that stuff now, definitely. <laughs> Thank you very much. You're welcome. Hides a multitude. Yeah. Okay, quiet please, quiet and still, rolling, quiet, and action. Hi, I'm James Matheson, and I'm from Bray. Good, well done, James. Stay where you are. Cunningham, Desmond. Desmond Cunningham. All right, Desmond, so how are you getting on today? to mention member of Equity on Sound. Yeah. Can I do that? What do you yeah. want me to do? If you just want to just turn around here. Turn around here. Yeah. And I'm a member of Equity and I'm living in, where are you living? Beaumont, Dublin. Okay. 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 You look great. Just have a look at the lens there first now so I can focus. That's great. So do you know what you're going to say? Say hello, my name is Desmond Cunningham and I'm from Dublin. Or hello, I'm uh, my name is Desmond. De- Sorry, can we take that? Well, I'm not recording, we're just rehearsing now. So. Oh, I see. Hello, my name is Desmond Cunningham. I'm from Beaumont, Dublin, and I'm a full member of Equity. Perfect. Okay. Now, you don't have to speak so loud because you're echoing a little bit, so a little bit quieter, and that's perfect. Okay, so we're standing by. Quiet and still, please. No movement. No movement, please. I'm still thinking of movement. Hand action. Sorry, hold it. Okay, hand action. Hello, my name is Desmond Cunningham. I live in Beaumont, Dublin, and I'm a full member of Equity. Cut. Well done, Desmond. Excellent. Very good. Thank you. Thank you, Desmond. I'm going to wait for my... Thank you. Anyway, you. Know, you have a nice <laughs> For Ardmore Extra Agency, dial 8. Hello, John. Hello. How are you doing? I'm okay. Yourself, sir? Not too bad. Not too bad. I was wondering if you could help me find a couple of people for uh, Saturday week. Sure. Of April for Bally Cassandra. The 26th, okay. 25th. It's actually the 26th, I think. Saturday's the 25th. Well, there you go, that's... Okay. Well, what I'm looking for is um, a couple of gentlemen and a couple of ladies around about the 60 mark, or maybe even slightly older if you have them. Uh, good character faces. Okay. So, 60 plus for the two ladies, two gents, and they'd be the locals living in the Ballycus Angel area, so country types. Yeah, kind of country types. And okay. They could afford to be maybe even slightly out of out of the village itself, so they can be as rustic as you like. Okay, great. 
and in terms of a call time and wardrobe details? Well, I, I, I don't want anyone too outlandish or uh, not too scruffy, not too smart. Um, if they could come in dressed in sort of greens and browns, and uh, if they could, uh, basically I need them to be wearing their own clothes, and we can mix and match slightly when we get them down there. Okay, great stuff. And um, we'll talk about a call time. I'll give you a call when we have these people booked. Okay, great, John. Okay, that's magic. Thanks very much indeed. Okay. Thanks your call. Thank you. Bye. Bye bye. Okay, well, we provide extras and walk-ons for TV, film and commercial productions. And we have um, in excess of 500 at the moment extras who are on our system, a computerised database. Um, You saw what we did last Saturday. We filmed uh, 228 extras who will be added to the database. And once we have reached our limit, we will basically go out and approach all the production companies, ADs and producers to try and see if, um, if, if they'll use the Ardmore Extras Agency. I noticed on Saturday that um, the, the people who do their pieces to the camera don't really have much time to, to sell themselves. Well, the fact that they're extras, basically they won't be speaking when it gets onto to, um, the screen when they're on the set, but it gives us an opportunity to see what they're like. Um, when people get to introduce themselves, we get a clearer idea of what they are like. Um, and what they possibly are capable of. Basically, there has been many famous actors who started off as extras. Sylvester Stallone was an extra in the files from the agency that I worked in in New York. And, uh, I mean, people often think, well, oh, being an extra, it's like, you know, no big deal. But it's a really good experience in terms of just knowing how the set works and knowing, like, for people who want to be actors, they can really get a good feel if they really want to do it or not because it'll, it'll show them the ropes, it'll show them what it's really like. Okay, so we just got the call from Ballycus Angel and now we're going to go into our computer directory system and we click on Performer and we go to Extras and Walk-Ons. Now I just searched that and it'll tell me the number of extras uh, that I have available on the system at present. Okay, now I'm going to add in a criteria of basically I'm looking for age between 60 and 70 years old and I'm looking for sex to be female and then basically I'll get all the options that are available on our files so we have 18 people between the age of 60 and 70 who are female so now I can view these people through on the screen, computer screen Okay. Here we have Eileen Conroy, and she would be able to be uh, to work on this scene for Ballycus Angel. And um, we have a her picture here on the left-hand side, and on the right we have all details regarding her date of birth, height, build, and measurements for wardrobe. So if we click on the play button, we can here and look at Eileen. Hello, my name is Eileen Conroy. I live in Swords, County Dublin. Okay, so let's give Eileen a call and see if she's available.
Eileen, it's Mark Byrne here from the Ardmore Extras Agency. Could you please give me a call at 491-0465 as soon as you get this message? Thank you. And turn over. 580, take two. Set, Paul. And action. Hi, my name is Robin Lynch. I'm 33. I'm an extra on Bella Kiss Angel. I've been here since 7.30 this morning. And my day started with having breakfast in the canteen with everybody else, followed by uh, hair and makeup at 8 o'clock, where I spent half an hour having my hair put in, tortured, put into curlers and then sort of brushed all out again. Then we came on set by about quarter past or half past eight and been sitting here ever since. It is now roughly ten o'clock, yeah, ten o'clock, and I still haven't been doing anything. Um, I got into it through friends of mine who, um, here in Dublin, work in a different film, and on this particular set I have a girlfriend who's a continuity person, and I've said I'd be interested in doing some extra work, and she said, sure, and she put my name down, and I got a call asking me to be here for this week. And action. And at the halfway stage, the score stands uh, 28 to McLogan's and 49 to Fitzgerald. Yeah! Well, as you can see, I'm part of the McLogan's bar team. Um, we're having a quiz, a competition with the Fitzgerald bar, which is the local Ballacus Angel bar. And we've arrived and we're here to beat them and we've got a war on and we have a singing competition, a dominoes competition, a quiz and a yard ale drinking competition. And basically we're here to, to beat the pants off them and we're a bit sort of rowdy compared to, compared to the locals. If it's one bell it means that we're on a red which means everyone quiet because they're about to shoot. A two bell means that the red light's off and we can now talk freely and make noise and move around and and things like that. And what other type of work have you done? In film, I've, I have family at home in Australia, um, two sisters, both work, one works in film and one works in television. Um, I've done many sort of extra bits in commercials, driving cars, going into shops, um, having my hair washed... And uh, other film things, I've heard of chickens, sat at drive-ins, you know, sort of always sort of background, background artiste, as they like to call you here. <laughs> we just get called background. Background coming now, you know. But, uh, yeah, that's the sort of work I've sort of done before. Basically fun, it's, it's never been a profession. It's always sort of been... Um, I mean, here in Dublin, I'm, I'm working as a temp admin worker, I work in offices and, which means I'm, I can work whenever I, you know, want um, when the work's available as such, but I mean I haven't had any problems getting office work but it also allows me to take to be able to do things like this whenever I want you know, if something comes up I can jump in and sort of say, okay next week I don't want to work in an office, I'll go work on a film set instead Over at the canteen Hey there, Kira. Go ahead I was wondering about, um, you know those four people, Desmond Cunningham, George Vaughan, Eileen Conrad, and Moira or something, I don't know what, 
would you do me a favour? Would you lash them over to Maggie and and see if we can maybe put them in in the background in two five two as well? Grant, okay, I'll do. I'll bring them over when I've tutored everybody else. Yeah, that's that's the thing. And uh, just, just see if we could put them in the pub too. Run up the sound, please. Turn over, please. Uh, my name is John Burns. I'm the second assistant director on uh, Ballycus Angel this year. Uh, what I do is get everything and everyone on set at the right time so that uh, we can film them. Where we are right now is in uh, Peter Caffrey's dressing room, since he's been kind enough to lend it to us. It's the only place of peace and quiet that we can find. And uh, we're setting up for a scene in the bar uh, with uh, some of our featured extras, Des Cunningham, George Vaughan, Eileen Conroy and Maura O'Shiel. Hang on one second. Great, thanks very much. Uh, I can I can pick general background myself, and uh, it's pretty much left up to m- my discretion. But in, having, having said that, I've, I have been briefed by the director and uh, alongside the first assistant director, and sometimes even the casting director, as to what specifically they're looking for in terms of age, personality, and uh, that kind of thing. So uh, it's a broad spectrum, but I do get to choose, which is quite fun. I actually keep my own files on on extras, and I have about I don't know about ten or twelve ring binders, f- lever arch folders full of them, and some of them I pick them because uh, they they have a very particular look. Um, Adrian Duggan has a wild head of hair and a huge beard on him, and uh, he's a, he's very good. He's very punctual. He turns up. Generally, my criteria are. are purely technical, if they're punctual they turn up, they don't end up like one poor unfortunate that did the other day getting drunk on the prop beer um, they uh, are biddable, they respect the cast and the crew on set and uh, they don't whinge at me too often then um, they'll get employed again and again however somebody gets out of hand gets stroppy, annoys people doesn't turn up in time, then it's just a waste of time for me to get them out no matter how wonderful they may be, how talented they may be, or how good looking they may be. Thank you very much. And settling down now. Thank you. Nice and quiet, everyone. Obviously, um, some people would just like bodies in the background. I prefer to use people uh, who I know have at least an interest in drama of some sort or fashion and and a background as such. Uh, Because it is... You do have to act if you're a background... I call them background act, artists. Background artists, I think, is a much more favourable term. Um, because there is there is a, a talent in not being too obvious but still managing to be convincing. It's um, It can be quite difficult at times not to stare at what's going on around about you or stare into the camera or whatever, you know. it's It is an art form in itself, so experience counts interest in drama counts and a certain amount of ability counts big time. And run up the sound, please. Thank you. And turn over, please. Mark. Five eight, you take one. Set, Paul. And action. Would the teams please take their places for the final event, the quiz? It's no good. We're one short. Thank you, man. Father, what's the event? Do more pace that exchange. Okay, we're going again. Just save the red for a second. Thank you. 
Alan, how are you fixed on that creaky chair? Do you want to try and replace it? Thank you. Here we go then, please. Uh, girls, okay? Thank you. Run up the sound. Thank you. And turn over. take two. Set, Paul. And action. Uh, would the teams please take their places for the final event, the quiz? Yeah. I'm your man, Father. What's the event? It's a quiz. All right, question and answer sort of a thing, yeah? Uh, Father, why don't you take Leo's place and uh, don't you be the substitute and then we will have the surprise element. Good thinking, Park. I'll be over there when you need me, right? Just give me a nod. Good man. Good. Good for me. Good for me. 170. Thank you. Just left the canteen and we were on our way over to wardrobe. Eileen and myself. Uh, beyond that, until I arrive, I don't know what's taking place. Do you know what thing you're even doing? I have no idea yet. I'm not cognizant of that fact. <laughs> like a chicken with his head cut off at the moment. I don't know what's going on. Yeah. Is this where we go? In here, wardrobe? Oh, yeah. Wardrobe here. And the jacket inside. What, you wouldn't just tell me what you've got actually underneath? Just T-shirt. T-shirt, right. Oh, what I was told to wear. <laughs> actually, what I'll do, I'll give you another cardigan, Okay. And if you take your little brooch off yeah. as well, um, and I'll take you inside. So you look fine. I'm just going to let me see. The red tie. We'll take the red tie off, and the rest of the band. Hello. And again, I'll change your tie. It's a bit bright. Well, I take it off completely. Yes. I tell you, we'll go inside. All right. Right. Okay. Here, could you bring all our extras inside, and I'll be in in a minute. Sure. No problem. Thank you. Thank you. Okay, first, um, if you want to grab a seat in here, I'll just go and see And um, Maggie be along now in a moment, okay? I'll show you where the bathroom is. I love being an extra. I find it interesting. And then when you're retired, and you meet different, different people. Mm. When I started way back a couple of years ago, uh, I used to keep bringing equity. They know my voice, and uh, I just say, this is the pest. Well, who's the pest again? And um, when I started on The Men of No Importance, one of the uh, floor men said to me, is pest your name or is it Eileen? And I said, no, I am just nicknamed the pest. But he really thought it was my name. I've been known as the pest. How did you know? Good Lord, you can't do anything, can you? Uh, so I became known as the pest. Well, actually, um, I began uh, as an extra or a background artist. And uh, when I first came to these, these shores, I was running an art gallery. And uh, I met uh, Jim Sheridan in a pub in Glasgow, and he said, do you want to be me film? And I said, uh, 
oh, why not, you know. So I ended up being a Scottish prison officer in the name of the father, and I got talking to the crew and whatever. And I had worked for ten years before in, in theatre in, in the UK and abroad, and um, I hadn't actually considered a career in film. But I talked to the crews on and became did more extra work. Was on. I was the man who caught Blackie Connors and Glen Row. I was that cop, and uh, stuff like that. And I enjoyed it. It was good crack. And I find the the Irish film industry is a very friendly and open and welcoming industry. And I'm very happy to be here. So I looked around at w- what position to go to. I can and and I decided that the assistant director's department was the best spot for me, basically. And so I've been at it a number of years now, and hopefully I'll be at it for a few years more. Like we'll say, a lot of the scenes are here in Ardmore. Do you, would you pick people from the locality? And would that be an important factor? Sometimes, but it's not 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 exclusively. I mean, if it was in a if if at twelve o'clock uh, someone says well, we're doing a new scene, we need a dozen extras by uh, two o'clock, then I might well just go for people in the local environment. Um, but uh, not really. You generally find that, that people will get there wherever you are. You you get people who will travel in quite happily on the dart or whatever. It's very accessible, this studio was, because it is close to both the, the local rural population and it's accessible to the city via the dart, the buses and, of course, the fine new motorways we have. So it doesn't seem... It's not a major problem uh, getting people in from anywhere in Dublin City or indeed anywhere in Wicklow County. So it's, it's ideally situated for that kind of thing. Alan, you can run up the sound, please. OK, quiet, please. Um, there are certain things about sitting around. A lot of people, uh, or a few of the extras, can't stand having to wait around so much and can get quite sort of irritable about it. Um, but it's the sort of thing you have to accept because filming, um, you know, starts early and finishes late and you're going to work 14, you know, up to 14 hours a day. Um, I'm not sure of the union rules or anything, but, uh, you know, you just have to accept that that's, that's the way things take time to set up and so you can be sitting around and only really do a few... Maybe, you know, two hours work out of the, the 14. The rest of the time is sitting around. Um, on the first day of shooting, uh, there was a guy here. He was a traveller from Scotland. And um, anyway, we're doing the bar scene, and he sort of... Uh, I don't think he'd ever done any sort of extra work before. And anyway, he started drinking all the, all the props. And after a couple of warnings, he sort of still continued to drink more pops, and he wasn't sort of happy waiting around or anything and uh, basically after lunch he was told he was, his services were no longer required and uh, but he did show up the next day and they sort of said still you know they didn't need him anymore so he left and uh, they've just turned the air conditioning back on to cool the sets well I, I, I sort of put being an extra um, I find it similar to being on a long haul flight say from the likes of England to Australia, or Ireland to Australia uh, you're on a plane for 24 hours, well, you could be here for 14 hours, and basically you spend most of your time just sitting down, um, talking to people, and then quiet, in the quiet times, it's like when you're sitting next to someone who's sleeping, so you have to sort of sit quietly. Um, your only breaks, as far as um, things to do, is to eat, and sort of the same as being on a long-haul flight, you know, sort of eat, and um, you look forward to your meals because it's something new and you get up and wander around which you do on an aircraft 
you just wander around aimlessly doing nothing and you might go off and have a cigarette with all the other people who were having cigarettes at that particular time. So it's very much like being on a, on a long-haul flight. And the actual filming when you are shooting is like watching the film. It's, that's the relief from everything else that you have to do in between. I lived in Herberton Road and Dermot Doolan married the girl who lived next door. They were doing the Blue Max at the time and they asked me if I would be interested and it started as that. And then I did another one with Pat Boone, I think it was. It was something to do at a holiday anyway. And then I had four boys, so that ended my career for a number of years and started back again a couple of years ago. I enjoy it. Enjoy every minute of it. It can be a long day if you start at half five in the morning and, unlike the men of no importance, work to half eight at night. It's a long day, but um, it has its compensations, money-wise. So that part I enjoy as well. I make friends, I talk to people. You get to know people. The hanging around doesn't really bother me as long as I can get a cup of tea and smoke a cigarette. The rest doesn't matter. Keep the chat down for a minute for me, please. You know where we're going from? Uh, the snicker. Yeah. I mean, the marathon. Yeah. You, you've got me to say it now. Where's my table? <laughs> Where's your table? Is I it your table. Look, let's pull this up. Forward to... Look, there you are, just for you. Thank you very much. I had a Guinness and an ashtray because I was smoking. No, only for the shot. Only for the shot, yeah. Just for trying to keep the smoke yeah. down on the set. Uh, is it possible for this lady to have a glass, please? A match yesterday. Thank you very much. She's on the ball. Thank you very much. I've now got my table. OK, are we happy? Mark. 603, the one other point about um, the, the thing that extras have to do or background artists have to do is, is have a good memory and uh, these days it's a lot more meticulous you have to remember where you've been who you were next to what you were doing at various specific points in the action so that we can cover it from all different angles and it all looks the same. There's a famous case in, in, in an Errol Flynn vehicle film of the, I don't know, 50s, 40s, 50s, where uh, Captain Blood, it's called, and the same extra actually gets killed five times and they don't even bother to change his costume. It's wonderful. He gets stabbed, then he gets shot, then he gets... A, a mast falls on him, he gets thrown overboard and then he gets hung from the net and... It's wonderful, a very resilient chap, I thought. Yeah. Everyone talking so much when they're preparing, it's always, you know, everyone keep the chat down, keep the chat down. And, uh, but everyone sort of mumbles, mumbles, mumbles. 
the funny bits when we were doing the miming because everyone's going blah, 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 blah. You know, you run out of things to say, especially when you're doing the same shots over and over again. Well, a lot of the shots, um, when they're, especially when the main uh, actors are having to, to speak um, and we, we are just background, they, we just mime the words so that, that there is no sound coming from us at those particular points. So we just mime, and for the first two days I was sitting at the bar just talking with one, one person, and so we ran out of conversation by, by, by about later afternoon on the first day. So ever since then we've just been going blah, 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 or did you know Mary had a little lamb, you know, and, and conversations like that, and have you seen Wee Willy Winkly lately, and things like, you know, just, just nonsense, nonsense conversations pretending that we're interested in talking to each other. <laughs> I'm so glad he's not here today. <laughs> I have nothing more to say to him. <laughs> but they certainly... People are people wherever you go, and it doesn't really matter what they do. It's like if, if they behave with respect uh, towards others, then others will behave with respect towards them. So a lot of the time... Uh, they take umbrage at being kind of herded around, especially when you get big numbers of them. But then the ones, the more experienced ones, will um, understand and recognise that there's no other logical way to actually deal with the situation, and they'll just bring along a book and be quite happy about it. So uh, no, there's not any real tension. So you can have great crack with with your extras, especially like the trainee ads and the, and the thirds often have great fun. I was in another show, um, it was a children's series back in Australia, and uh, this car was to come into this farmyard and uh, all the chickens were supposed to scatter and there was this animal handler trainer who had all these lovely prized chickens. Well, this guy who drove the, this Land Rover in um, drove too fast and <laughs> killed five chickens. <laughs> and that wasn't very good because they, they were worth a lot of money. And, of course, the animal trainer went berserk, but... Uh, we thought it was it was funny at the time, <laughs> funny but shocking. <laughs> more, small things are more amuse small minds during long periods of of nothingness. So, you know, anything fun is worth is a good relief. And at the end of the last event, the total points are fifty-five to Fitzgeralds by McCorgan. Yeah. Okay, that is that lot finished. Thank you. Oh, praise the Lord! Is that it? Uh, yes, name and address. And that's all? Telephone number, and if you're an old-age pensioner, you've no PRSI. No, I so don't, I don't. You just put it OAP. Oh, I see. Mm-hmm. That's what I do, anyway. When do we come back again? We don't know. I don't know, I'll give you a shout. You give me a shout. Yeah. So was it you that gave me the shout last night? Was it? Can I just have your date of birth anyway down there, Des? Just in case. I know you don't you don't play PRSI, no. but just in case. Sixteen ten twenty three. Thank you very much. It was a pleasure. pleasure. <laughs> it was short, but it was, it was a brief, pleasure. Brief encounter. <laughs> Thank you very much. Okay, thanks, Anna, for coming up. Nice meeting you. Thank, Thank you for, for 10 minutes.
Can I give you people a lift to the dart? In oh, yes. Where in Bray? Would you like that? Please. Best of luck. See you again. I do hope. Ha, ha, ha.